Let's talk about Medi-Cal. You have a choice, and Molina makes it easy, especially when it comes to the care you need. So let's talk about you, about making your life easier, about extra help to manage your health. Let's talk about your needs now and for the future. Nobody knows Medi-Cal better than Molina. It starts with a phone call. Call 866-420-5330 or visit meetmolinaca.com. Let's talk today. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hi, it's Brittany. And Windsor. And you're listening to Thanks, I Hate It, a weekly social commentary podcast where two friends and a guest shoot shit about social issues. Mm-hmm. Throw shade at as well-deserving targets. Florida. Literally. And interview an amazing, extremely accomplished, very diverse, and very relevant now author, Mr. T.J. Klune. So, hey guys, so today we are joined by none other than New York Times and USA Today bestselling author TJ Klune. TJ has written and published 32 books and just announced number 33, mind blowing. His primary genre is MM romance, and there's always a sprinkle of neurodivergent representation, which we absolutely love. His first publication was The Bear, The Otter, and The Kid, and his book, The House in the Cerulean Sea, is my absolute favorite, followed very closely by Under the Whispering Door. His YA series, The Extraordinaries, tells a queer coming-of-age story about a fanboy with ADHD and the heroes he loves. On July 19th, join Nick, Seth, Gibby, and Jazz in the final installment of the trilogy, which is bound to be full of more Nick being embarrassingly Nick and promised Belle men endearment. We talked to TJ about everything from the hilarious awkwardness of teenagers and parents to the importance of consent and coming of age to fandom and fan fiction and what inspired the Save Our Children campaign in book two. TJ firmly cemented his place as my favorite author and a really genuinely awesome person. Our interview was relaxed, easygoing, and like friends talking over dinner. After talking with him, it's easy to see how natural the charm and wit in his writing really is. And without further ado, we give you the interview. <laughs> it rhymed. Hi. Hi. <laughs> Hello. Uh, so today we have the absolute pleasure to be interviewing New York Times bestselling author about 5011 books, a fistful of awesome person 
person of extensive wit and charisma slash Hendrix human, TJ Clune. Hi. <laughs> that was a very nice set of words you just said about me. I don't know. She's about got all that, but... <laughs> great words. I, I know they're great words, person. but I'm when like, oh, I actually, oh. I never finish because I get distracted and start a new project. Yep. Well, yeah. that's <laughs> neurodivergent unite. That's how yes. we do. That's how we do. Absolutely. Hi. Well, thank you very much for having me. I'm very excited to be here. Yes. Yeah, so congratulations on the amazing success of the series um, and especially your last several standalone novels, which has really been skyrocketing uh, your success. And also for being interviewed by the incomparable owners of a Costco membership, multiple AO3 accounts, and a couple of teenagers. The pressure is all yours. Welcome. That is my goodness. I have, <laughs> I feel like I'm in like the presence of royalty now. That's insane. <laughs> Costco. Oh, yeah. Big spenders up in here. <laughs> well, when you have as many kids as I do, it's kind of me. He's got like 35 kids. So 35 children. Oh, How are you many. still walking? Good uh, lord. See, no, I have a Brady bunch. So I didn't actually have to deliver them all. Oh, okay. Good, good, yeah, good, good, good. Yeah, no, no, okay. no. Yeah, you no. found a family. Oh. Yeah, so I do have four of them. That's but adorable. Yeah, but we're done. It's you're gone. D- you're done. You're finished. We're, we're done, yes. Okay, good. And actually, this is like a happy birthday to me. Tomorrow's my birthday, and I'm <gasps> super excited. Fuck my you, birthday, no, I'm not. My birthday's in 10 days, and I'll be 40. My husband's going like to be really 40, 40 this year, too. I'm yeah, for get... real. I'm turning 40. Oh. Yeah, I know. I look good for my age. It's, you look you know, fantastic for your age. I, I wouldn't Thank have you. guessed 40. My skincare routine is very expensive. <laughs> is it s- snail mucus? Because uh, I heard. It, it is something, the base is something called elephant mud. And then it just builds from there. Okay. <laughs> it just grows up. But you know what? I have nice skin. So, yay. <laughs> I'm just going to get my husband a little tiny, one of those little personal cakes and put 40 candles on it on his birthday. That sounds like fun and a fire hazard all at once. Well, I almost set myself on fire last week, so it's okay. She's <laughs> over so candle, candles. She's not naturally, yeah, I literally naturally went, you yeah. want more candles. Yeah, I yeah, leaped okay. over the candle and then all of a sudden I come back to a burn mark in my shirt. Yep. Fire. Yep. Right. If I was not an author and I listened to the voices in my head, I would probably play with fire too. So it's totally, fair. I totally get it. <laughs> what an amazing moment. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so introduce yourself. Um, you have your third installment of the Extraordinaries trilogy coming out in July. Tell us about it. Yeah. So Heatwave is the trilogy capper that of a story that started in the Extraordinaries and continued in Flashfire. And this is the third and final book following Nick and his boyfriend, Seth, and their best buds, Jazz and Gibby, as they face a different kind of enemy. And after the shocking reveal at the end of Flashfire, it paints the past of the entire series in a new light and what that could mean. So I'm trying to be very vague here. Yeah, you <laughs> because, are. You're being extremely that's okay, vague. Because if you're not because, vague, people right, aren't going to read it. But let's just say that Heatwave picks up right where the cliffhanger ended. And we get to see what happens after the fallout of the high school oh. attack and flash fire. And what that means for Seth, specifically, given that he is now outed. And that he did on his own. But the fact that the entire city now knows him, and what does that mean for 
the Machiavellian master of it all, Simon Burke, and what could he use, do and use with that information? Simon. So oh, there Simon. is a lot going on and there's more fan fiction and there's more, and there's sexy times and there is- Are there? Is, yeah, I did because here's the thing. Is it going to get destroyed? Is what going, <laughs> oh yeah, no, well, here's the thing. Here's why Here's why I do that. As, as the readers of this series know and people who haven't read it will come to learn, this series is very sex positive in that very much. It, it discusses sex, what it can do for relationships, what it changes, what how, the idea of if virginity is something to even be beholden to. And it also talks about the practicalities of, of queerness and mm -hmm. queer sex. It talks about getting on prep. It talks about uh, the protection that you could use. It, it talks about, I mean, hell, in the second book, we talk about dental dams and, yes. and stuff like that. And the reason being, the reason I get so specific with this kind of stuff is because the age group that these books are marketed towards, keep in mind that anybody can read my books, mm -hmm. anybody, no matter what your age, but these are considered young adult novels. And young adults, specifically queer young adults, do not get the sex education in the schools that their peers do because sex education in schools is built with heterosexual kids in mind. The head there kids is, don't even get good. Yeah, right. Sex but there is not even a yeah. block, a yeah. section mm -hmm. or discussion mm -hmm. on the ins and outs, no pun intended, of queer sex. And I want to be able to not titillate readers. That's not what the point of this, the sex mm -hmm. in the upcoming mm -hmm. book is about. It is about boundaries. It is about consent. It is about having conversations. It is about checking in with the partner throughout the process to make sure that that everything is okay. And it's understanding that yes can turn into no, and that stops right then, no matter yep. what. Consent can be taken back if need be, and that must be respected. Yes. Queer kids, granted, they are much savvier than I ever was at their age. We didn't have the they internet. Have Right. They have the entire world at their fingertips, but it doesn't hurt to remind them of safe sex practices, because frankly, if you're looking at sex online and that that's where kids learn yep. about sex, it's probably going to be from pornography. And that's yep. not real life. That's not even though there may be usage of condoms and stuff like that, that's still not real life. It needs to be shown mm -hmm. how, why the applications, the outcomes, the ramifications, all of it. We love that because we purposely do this to our kids all the time. We are definitely like Nick's dad in the concept of doing yeah. everything to embarrass our kids, but at the same time, to like educate. put those, yes. We're like, if consent always, like we're big on consent, 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 consent. Good. Good. And so if you're, if you're a fan of the, the embarrassing dad moments that started in the first book and, and expanded in the second you will be very very pleased <laughs> that the third book goes all out in the dad embarrassment cringe oh, angle because that. nick and his dad discuss douching oh no and it is that is marvelous fantastic. it is marvelous i oh, am so I so excited to write that scene it's a it's a nothing scene a quiet little thing tucked away in the in the corners of the book but when you get to it you are going to die I love, I love, I love Aaron Bell and his relationship with his son. I love Absolutely. that. Yeah, it's that is hysterical. And especially, it's funnier listening to it than it is reading it. So mm. I'm definitely going to have to listen to it. <laughs> it's funnier listening to it because the dad sounds like um, Ron Perlman. No. <laughs> <laughs> that is like a Ron freaking compliment because Ron, he, he is 
<sighs> yeah, so, <laughs> he's definitely, definitely giving yeah. that. And one thing that you did say, and I know Windsor, you're gonna be like, Brittany, you skipped all these other questions. I did. But you mentioned, you know, people of all ages can read your books. And I was hesitant at first. Windsor brought these books to me way back when, well before she sent out our begging, pleading email, um, because that's what we do. We are beggars and pleaders. But she sent me the books and I said, you, you know, I do not read young adult. I, I like it scary mm-hmm. and psychologically you know, messing up because I need something to get out of this head before I jump into something else. And so she brought them to me and then she said, I I have asked him, so you need to read these books. (laughs) And I I kid you not. That's how she sprung the trap. No, and I'm very glad I did read the books because I did end up enjoying them so much so that I'm like, all right, book book three where are we at we've got to wait all the way i'm I'm glad it worked out that way and not the other way (laughs) no it did it did it 100 did and she's got like a long list of text messages of me texting her while i'm reading yep Yep. but for other people that maybe are just like oh i could never get into a young adult book how do you spin that to them how do you or do you spin that to them or do you say like i don't know well here's the thing i for what's what's funny is that i have had um readers my entire career tell me, oh, I never would have read a book like Bear, Otter, and the Kid, my first novel. But then I picked it up and and I I liked it. I never would have read a book like The Lightning Struck Heart, which is a very much a novel geared towards adults. Those are uh, so funny. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Michael Leslie also does a narration for those. And, And they said, I never would have read a book like that. And then I, somebody recommended it and I picked it up. I get that so much more than you might think. And here's the thing that comes with it. It's people talking about what brings them joy, what brings mm-hmm. them happiness and wanting to share that with other people. So if people, somebody comes up to me and says, I don't normally read YA, why should I read, say, The Extraordinaries? And I would say, well, A, do you like people or queer people getting to live their best lives while still being messy and having to own up for their mistakes? Do you appreciate parents or guardians that are loving and protecting of their children, but who are also not perfect and make their own mistakes and have to be called out sometimes by their children. Do you like things that explode? Do you like, (laughs) do you like thinking a 16 year old boy thinking that in his desperation to become a superhero, that if he put on drag queen jewelry and jumped into a dirty river, that that might somehow give him superpowers. Oh if that makes you, if That's that makes Brittany. your eyebrows, Brittany's son would do that. Brittany's right. son would do that. If that makes 100%. your eyebrows go up to your hairline and it piques your interest even a little bit, well, guess what? This book is for you. Mm-hmm. Maybe you won't like it. And guess what? That is okay because the story, once I finish and let it go out to the world, it becomes the reader's mm-hmm. books and they can have any opinion on them that they want. Yeah, like when we were listening, I was listening to it in the car with my daughter who's 16. And the scene came on where the Bluetooth was on in the car. <laughs> oh, and, and she was just like, oh, no. Jay did the same thing. He, so I also have a 16 year old, and we were in the car because I take him to school some mornings. And I was like, I've got to finish this book because I'll read the actual book and then I'll listen to the audiobook where I left off because I don't have time to carry a book yeah, around. Absolutely. And he was just like, I would 
die and yeah. i was just like yeah you would mm-hmm. yeah you would mm-hmm. <laughs> you would definitely die because then i would do something equally as embarrassing oh, yeah. and i'd probably find one and send it to you mm-hmm. just be like oh my god my mom sent me a porn i like i'll never do this again yeah <laughs> or do it again i, I mean yeah that is that is just be smarter and turn off your bluetooth Right. Exactly. Exactly. But it's like one of the things, because like me, Nick has ADHD and his mind is going a billion different directions at once. And so when he's thinking, oh, dad's gone, moment alone, here we go, dut, 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 dut. not thinking, not paying attention, not focusing, because like, where he's, is it? he's hyper-focused on the one little thing. He's not noticing the little blinking light on the top of his phone screen. And unfortunately, everybody got to hear what his proclivities are. It's just, and, and it's a thing that you know, maybe it maybe wouldn't have been blasting porn, but it's something that you know has happened to somebody that, that somebody, I mean, I've gotten told, I've gotten, uh, you know, people coming up to me at events and, and festivals or writing emails saying that they pulled up to a stop, stoplight at a certain part of the book that should not be blasted and had to turn it. I do that all the time. People are like looking around. I'm like, well, maybe don't listen to sex scenes in cars. Well, maybe I should, and they can just deal with it. That's, right. you know what? Absolutely. Maybe they true. should be minding their business. And exactly. Not worry about what exactly. I'm doing. Exactly. And then I'll get the email saying my children heard this. <laughs> like, I hope oh, your freaking children did. Bless your heart. Losers. Yeah. Maybe that's why I'm like, Brittany, do it. I'm like six hours in at this time, there's some het sex. So don't listen to it. (laughs) (laughs) But we're moving on. Yeah, that was an actual conversation. Let's actually like, you're done. We're talking about Burke. So when is he going to get his comeuppance? Because he's ready to meet me outside. Is he? Is he? Because I don't know. Is he? Is, I mean, he is the ultimate villain of the of the entire trilogy, and he has schemes and plans in mind. And I think that we are going to see a different side of him in this book, not in a humanizing way, but in a way that proves that he is much more diabolical than anyone first thought. He's going to find out gonna, about Jenny. I'm not going to try to humanize him because he was always going to be uh, a villain who has human qualities but we all see is a monster i mean he yeah. is a rich white man running for office in america what does that look like in i mean it's 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 not as if i can point to any time in history you know within no. the last i don't know five years? 200 years <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, said at, five. He said two hundred. Actually, <laughs> where is the lie? Where is the lie? There is none. But you know, Simon Burke existed before Donald Trump in mm-hmm. my head. In terms of of somebody coming to that, Donald Trump just made him realistic. Yeah, very and not realistic. a cartoonish villain. Not a cartoonish villain. Donald Trump made him realistic because. Now everybody will see just how far people will go in a quest for power. Mm -hmm. And that makes it so much scarier. Like Mm -hmm. Brittany texted me. She's like, you know what? This is like giving very much like save the children is giving very much like make America great again. And like law and order from like, not the good show from, you know, the Reagan, it's whole Mm -hmm. experience. X-Men being an allegory for like civil rights and di- and difference. Is this also like an allegory for like the struggle of like queer persons, like i.e. like don't ask, don't tell? No, it's let me let me tell you, it's not don't ask, don't tell. Have any have either of you heard of Anita Bryant? 
I have, but no, because I keep thinking Anita Hill, and so okay. I. Probably... So Anita Bryant was a beauty queen, a, a, a Oklahoma beauty queen, who found success in singing in the fifties and sixties. She had a couple of uh, top ten hits. Um, she was a very, she is, or I should say she was, she's still alive, but she was a very beautiful woman. Unfortunately, this beautiful woman, um, her outside was, was covering what is basically the blackest heart you could ever imagine. The Save the Children, as listed in the Extraordinary series, is actually based on her, Save Our Children. In the 1970s, uh, Anita Bryant became one of the most preeminent anti-LGBTQ um, activists in the country. She launched a program after Dade County, Florida in 1977, I think. Yep. They passed an ordinance um, that, that prohibited uh, uh, discrimination on the basis of queerness, sexual orientation. Mm -hmm. So she want, Anita Bryant wanted to get rid of that because she thought that that she was a Christian, a conservative Christian, and she thought that that homosexuality was a mental disease that, think about where we are right now in 2022, that was threatening children because homosexuals were recruiting children and that we were molesting children. We were groomers. Okay. We were teaching them how to be gay. We were, we were, we were basically shattering their minds and turning them queer. And so she launched the Save Our Children campaign, which basically was to go around and say the exact same talking points that you are hearing in 2022, that books and teachers and librarians and queer people, all queer people, there is a cabal of queer people coming together to try to indoctrinate children. The best thing you can do if when researching Anita Bryant is re Google the phrase Anita Bryant Pie, P-I-E, because you will get to see a video of Anita Bryant spouting her hate and then getting a whipped cream pie right oh, in the face. Oh, yes. Only thing and better than that was a shoe. I've right. seen this. Yeah, that is Anita Bryant. She is she is the 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 cause of the the 70s anti-queer campaign, which I believe. And I'm sure there is many, much evidence to support that directly led to the lack of response with the AIDS crisis that came that came years later. And, and when Reagan, Reagan's Reagan, an asshole. right, when Reagan was in the office, he and Nancy ignored the plight of the queer community where queer people were dying by the thousands and nobody knew why. And I honestly believe there's a direct correlation between that because as we all know, Florida is a huge political state for some ungodly reason. Yeah, I and hate the this fact bitch. that Florida can connect. So you see, it's all circular. So the fact that you have something in my book that is save our save the children, and that's what so Simon Burke is pushing through, that was based off of Anita mm -hmm. Bryant and her Save Our Children campaign. But good God, we're doing it again right now in 2022. Yep. Especially in well, freaking Florida. Yeah. And then with the whole save our, oh yeah, Brittany lives on, she's in Georgia, but she like is I work in right Florida. by the it's, Waffle House that's uh, okay. right before Florida. Okay. So like, yeah, it's right there. It's, oh, I, I, I can't imagine. I mean, I live in Virginia, so I'm technically in the South, but I live um, in a place where, where it's, it's very much a, a younger crowd 
the northern mm -hmm. you go, the most, the northern you go in Virginia, the more liberal it is. Yeah, as but most I mean, my next door, are. my next door, a, a couple of streets over, when I first moved in this neighborhood in 2014, there was Confederate flags flying next to the American yeah. flag in their front yard, and I just was like, "We get them." The, I'm in Connecticut. It's it's what it's are you absolutely doing? insane. The, the fact that we never learn from our own history. We make the same mistakes over and over and over again. Every 10, 20, 30 years, we go through the same exact arguments and you know what happens? We don't back down. We don't die. You will never, ever, ever be rid of queer people. Mm -hmm. And the sooner you realize that, the better off we'll all be. Trust me on that. Yep. My dog 100%. agrees, he was just barking. Good, yep. absolutely. The pit bulls agree. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, I hate Florida and I hate her. She's still alive. She's still alive right now. And let's go fight her. I'll go just... fight her. I don't care. I'll fight an old lady. For legal <laughs> reasons, this is a joke. And I'm yeah. probably gonna ask Winsor to cut it out. Right. Uh, it's mm -hmm. fine. You know, it's here's here's my belief in that. She she has you know gone quiet. I'm hoping that means that her her I hope she's are... grown as a person. No, she hasn't. We no, know probably that not. we know we know that much, but it's it's I hope that. Before the end of her life, before whatever, whoever, maybe she'll be in hospice care. Mm -hmm. Maybe she'll be in a home. And I hope that her nurse, yeah. her aide, whoever, is a queer person who shows her love and compassion like she never showed our community. And you know what? She may still go to her grave with hate in her heart, but I'd like to think that be she went right next to Steve God. Bannon. So, like, she's. <laughs> They'll be down there. Yeah. Well, that was also like so. One of the uh, moms from um, like wife swap or whatnot, super homophobic, super like oh blah 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 blah. Well, her daughter tragically died in a car accident, and it was the queer community who she literally just talked shit about and made her a meme. Were the ones that were there for her and like mm -hmm. showing her so much support, and now she's just like she's a huge supporter like she goes out and she's like champing for rights and she's like everything I did to them they should hate me and they were the only ones there for me the lowest part of my life I have to tell you when you started that story I had no idea where it was going because <laughs> when you when you mentioned the name of the show and I was like what wife is swap. this and, like, then, wife and then it ended nicely because look look if a person can legitimately put in the work to to challenge their own views, mm -hmm. to challenge their biases, to dismantle the blinders that they have on. And they can actively and actually show that they are making improvements and, and understanding and coming from a place of knowledge rather than hate. Then I say we accept those people with open arms and help them learn further. It's the people who, who get called out on their bigotry, get called mm -hmm. out on their hate and then play the victim that I, mm -hmm. I said something bad and now you're called coming after me. I what happened I, to free speech? I, you know what? If black people can say it, why can't I? And it's just my- I love those videos. Yes, right. And it's, it's it, 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 I don't know. It's, there's like, <laughs> there's like a, a baseline level of stupidity in our country that just keeps getting a little bit higher and higher and higher. And yeah. it's unfortunate and, you know, like we talked about earlier with teens having the world at their fingertips in the form of the internet. They have that both. also means baby boomers get that too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's not, and the boomers are teaching the zoomers and 
or the Xers who are then no, teaching the millennials. We can't go through that yeah. generational thing because it confuses me. I can't deal with it. Yeah. Well, Let's get TJ here is on the cusp. <gasps> he, you're a cusper. Of what? Of X and millennial. X and Y. Listen, I can't do it. <laughs> I can't do it. Um, so I want to go back to some of our earlier questions. Mm -hmm. um, because if there's one thing I'm going to do, I'm going to turn a conversation right around. That. I'm not. <laughs> but we always ask our interviewees, all three of you now, um, yeah. <laughs> what your favorite word is. Like, what is your favorite word? I can cuss, right? Yes, yeah. absolutely. Okay, fuck. Fuck. Is my Perfect. favorite word. I'm so glad you cussed can first. I tell you, can I tell you a story related to the extraordinaries? So about fucking? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> no, you, the use of that word. But it's, it's um, when I first started writing the extraordinaries, it was my first YA book. I'd never written for that audience before. So I didn't know if I was allowed to use curse words in, in, in YA. The F word is my favorite word. It is my absolute favorite word to write. And I, so I, but I didn't include the F word in that. And then, um, and, and, but as I got to know, cause that was my first book edited with, with, uh, mm -hmm. Tor teen and Tor. And as I got to know my editor better, we started really, I realized that she didn't give a crap about any of that at all. So in heat wave, yep. I let the F words fly. Yep. <laughs> yeah, yes, all everywhere. I mean, there's already going to be queer sex in this yeah. book. So it's not like it wouldn't be yep. rated R, I guess, mm -hmm. but at the same time, it is like the, like the sex the usage of the F word is elegant and tasteful. So yeah. I, I appreciate that in Heatwave. Yeah. None of our fucks are ever elegant or. Because <laughs> we're not elegant people. But in the second one, he does say shit. And I was like, are you allowed to say that? No. And why? And I was like, Jay, do mm -hmm. you say shit? Now my kid, he's got. He's, he's a good boy. He's a great kid. He doesn't cuss or do anything. He's like boring. <laughs> but he was like, I don't. And I was like, but you're, but kids do. And he was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. they do. Meanwhile, <laughs> on my son's 14th birthday, he's playing <laughs> video games and he's like, fuck dick. And I'm just like, that doesn't sound right. Just stop. <laughs> so I definitely caught it in the second one. When he said shit, I was like, oh. <laughs> I'm not scandalized, but I don't know if kids say, what do kids oh, say? Oh, I, I mean, kids say oh, well, you did, did you, when you were a kid, didn't you say anything you got when your parents were out of here? I, I did. Absolutely. I, I oh, no, Mary let me. Mary I, absolutely was just like, say whatever you want. And I was like, fuck this shit. No, I, I have, I have, a, I have, I have a, a sailor's mouth. I always have. Mm -hmm. And that has gotten me in trouble yeah. every now and then. Like when I go on stage and there are children in the audience and I have to remember not to curse when I'm talking to the moderator or whoever and sometimes i forget that <laughs> and you know but i think you know it's fine it's not the worst thing that's going to happen it's totally fine if that's the worst thing they ever hear in their lives god bless them yeah if it's the worst thing that's ever going to happen to them listen i, I am so for happy for them. Yes. Like, that's exactly. not the worst thing that's yeah. ever going to happen oh wow oh yes and like so a little bit off topic, but who would play you in the biopic of your life? Because me and Brittany, we already are casted for ours. Oh my God. I don't know who would play me. Yeah. It would have to be somebody who is socially awkward, or at least you could play socially awkward. Somebody who is a former introvert and trying not to be that anymore. And obviously he would have to be devastatingly handsome. Of course. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Obviously. <laughs> this is like, I mean, 
I know my face isn't symmetrical, but you know what? Who's Neither is? were Picasso's paintings. So it's yeah. totally fine. <laughs> All right. I, 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 I don't know. I, I absolutely, you know what? Knowing my luck, they would probably cast somebody like James Corden. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. And, and, and then he that. would, he would fluff his way through the role as he's want to do. Absolutely and, what he and, would do. And I would have, I would have a twinkle in my step and I would mm-hmm. skip everywhere and I would always have the perfect sassy response for everything. And then he'll go on to win a golden globe, but not the Oscar because nope. they don't think it was that great of a movie. No, oh, no, if James wow. Corden See? did it. It wouldn't be. An- so tell him yours, Brittany. So mine used to be Chris Rock, but he got slapped on stage. So oh, I guess no. it has to be like Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah, I could <laughs> yeah. do, I could go with that. Yeah, but my, I would want it to be. I would want it to be the Samuel L. Jackson from the Avengers movie. So you have to have an eye patch. Yeah, oh, I can get it. Yes, with that. Cool. awesome. Yes, mine. I have two. Yeah. For now, would be Catherine Hahn, and for when I'm old, it's Jennifer Coolidge. That is perfect. Yes, I want to be Jennifer Coolidge. You know, <laughs> Jennifer <laughs> Coolidge can play you. She can play me in yes, the movie. Absolutely. That would be awesome. And then for no reason, we would just randomly bend and snap, and that would just be the whole thing. Yeah, one hundred percent. Because all of her, all of her roles are literally just completely random, and that's yeah. why I love them so much. That would be perfect. Or maybe, maybe instead of casting in a role to play me, she could just become my best friend, and we could hang out. True, I would get along with Jennifer. We'd get along with Jennifer Coolidge. Like we'd be best friends. I'd love it. Best friends. I would love it. Speaking of Jennifer Coolidge and Katherine Hahn and Samuel L. Jackson, what kind of diversity can we expect in Heat Wave? Do we get more badass ladies? Because there's a lot of testosterone. You do. As a matter of fact, the moms and the girls get their own moment to shine and come together. And we get to see the dads form. Founder? a squad of their own oh, to no. do Not something a squad. interesting are they going and to sit outside with old um new balances and mow the lawn <laughs> you are not far off wait till you see and then um there is some new characters in the book that i think will be happy you guys will be happy about but there is one new character he's not technically new he there is a very brief interview with this gentleman in Flashfire, and i loved him so much that i made him a full burrito man a full-fledged new character in this book burrito man and does he throw burritos at people yes yes figured it out this new character does not throw burritos at people but he does have a windowless van with oh, a no. mural of a scantily naked woman riding a seahorse on the side. I love that. And he I do is love that. the most accepting person you will ever meet, ever. Love and I cannot wait for people to see the joy that is this him. creation. Yes, I love he him already. Book now. And his, his creation basically came from a note my editor put on Flashfire saying that I want to see more of this man. Who is this man? What does he do? And I was like, okay, we'll see what so happens. It tell, is Burrito Guy. Oh my God, I just so remember tell the scene. Anna that we will send her stickers if she sends us the book. We will actually, I have 
can't I have exactly we have twelve dollars in my Chime account that we can send to her. You could have Olivia. She's asleep now, but you can have her. Is that is Olivia your child? That's yeah, we're gonna send now. you humans. Oh, okay, see, not humans. If if we would have been a pet, I would have been like, hell yeah. No, we actually like our pet. Oh, that's good. Oh, yeah. That's good. That's good. He I can already mean. hear Republicans buying <laughs> this copy of this podcast and going, see. Oh no, we've children. had them. They don't last long. <laughs> and also, um, any Republican that has listened to this episode for, or any episode for longer than three minutes already knows that we hate, we hate them. Well, in case, in case, in case. In case they they don't know, also Republicans stop listening. This isn't for, this isn't for. But hooray! So yeah, so the extraordinaries is 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 exciting and wonderful, and it's going to be fantastic. I oh, it's it. it is fantastic. It's well, not even you. just going. Well, to I just really I, you is. know endings endings can be hard because you want to mm-hmm. leave it in a good enough place. There's never going to be you know 100 satisfaction for every every reader that's out there. There are people who adore Owen Burke. And want to see want to see what could happen with him if he's being redeemed. They have the crush on him and stuff oh. like that. And like he's a he's a murderer. I, I, but but see, then, then I, I can redeem Hannah a murderer. Graham, I think Hannah Graham and stuff like that. Yeah. Well, she does like murder husbands. Well, see, though, there you so. go. And that's but my but my Simon. whole point, and I think a big part of what I talk about in Heatwave is the glorification of violent violence for entertainment mm-hmm. when it comes to stuff like true crime when it comes to stuff like like uh, you know playing 911 calls of a person's worst moment of their mm-hmm. entire lives mm-hmm. and and it's played for entertainment because it's interspersed between ads for mattresses or home delivery food services and that's what it is and it is one of the biggest inter- entertainment industries in the world and it's not as if it's new true crime uh, looky loose have always been there 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 are oh he said my favorite word countless stories of of reports in in news of 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 in the 1800s and the early 1900s of people gathering in crime scenes and just walking through it and taking yes. souvenirs and stuff like yep. that they let them walk through the crime scenes everybody's smoking taking pictures reporters are coming in and doing whatever and they're like well this is going to be a cracker to solve i have no idea what's going on here and it, it's just that has always been the case with true crime and this glorification of violence. So I was very, I, I was very cognizant of that fact and going in because yes, this is comic booky violence. But at the same time, yeah. when it when going on in the series with the continuing conversations of p- police brutality, with with conversations of bigotry, it's important that the idea of comic book violence not be whitewashed for what it actually is it is still violence it is still perpetuating a circle of violence and that's something that i'm very interested in because you have people who are donning masks and fighting for good Mm -hmm. but sometimes good means doing things that aren't good what does that mean for a person what is that how does that sit on your shoulders because now that we know from the extraordinaries to flash fire, and this is going to have to be a bit of a spoiler, so I'm sorry. But from those two books, we know Nick is developing powers. Yes. We know that. So, what does that mean for someone like him? And what does that mean for what he can do, or should do, or should not do? And what does Seth have to say about that? Yeah. Because Seth has been doing this longer than Nick ever has. Mm-hmm. Seth has been for a while was doing it on his own, but now he has a team backing him up, Lighthouse, and that's awesome. But Seth 
what does Seth want? Mm -hmm. What does Seth hope to have? Is this something that he wants for the rest of his life? It started because he never wanted to see a friend go through what Nick did with Mm -hmm. the loss of his mother. That's why it started. But what does it look like in the future? 10 years from now, 20 years from now, because can you imagine being a 40 year old and then having to get beat up and then go back out the next night and fight crime some yeah. more being I, 30 almost 37 34 year old absolutely I, not. absolutely not yeah. i fell and i'm i still can't walk right i yeah. fell six months ago and i still can't walk right yeah and it's 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 something that i think about a lot because you know yeah. yes these are younger characters but and and their story finishes by the time they're reaching adulthood. So, but I still like to think, what does the rest of their life look like? And while I leave that up to the reader to imagine, mm-hmm. to fill in the blanks, I still put seeds because I want those seeds to be there so anybody can continue on with whatever kind of a story they want, whether it be mm-hmm. writing fan fiction about it, which has happened already. And yes, I was looking for it today. Mm-hmm. It was, um, I mean, here's here's my thing. I love fandom. I love fan fiction so, so much. The reason I do, and the reason I base this entire series around it is not only is it a space for for queer people to be able to find a common Mm -hmm, community mm -hmm, mm -hmm. to to create something that they don't get in canon. It also helps writers find their voices to to decide what kind of writers they want to be. Fan fiction is so is so unfairly maligned and disregarded as mm-hmm. not literature, but it is. It absolutely is. Mm-hmm. And to push that even further, you have people writing 200,000 word epics and releasing them for free. This is what they do. That I one can, right there. Mm-hmm. I cannot imagine do, working so hard on something and then just shoving it out in the world. So um, literature. So much. So much. And it's, it is fan fiction is a necessary and vital part of the yes. the literature community and world. And anybody who says otherwise, or anybody who scoffs or or derides in 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 the face of overwhelming evidence that how much people care and adore and the care that goes into mm-hmm. writing it, that you know they're they're just the the literati who who have a chip on their shoulder and they're an upturned nose, and it's not. Forget them, man. Who who cares? My whole thing with books is read what makes you happy. Yep. Read what brings you joy. Read what makes you think. Read what makes you learn about different places. But above all else, read what makes you happy. Read what you want. Don't call your books guilty pleasures because they're not guilty. They're mm-hmm. there for you to read. Do 100%. not feel embarrassed about reading fan fiction because there are millions of people doing the exact same thing you are probably hundreds or thousands of people reading the exact same story that you are waiting for that stupid update that was supposed to come you know i only read it hasn't happened yet oh i learned that yeah i learned that early on but um the point being is that fan fiction is for me Mm -hmm. beloved and people who write fan fiction on my work i love you i won't read it because i don't want it to yeah to infect influence, what I have yeah. in this, infect mm-hmm. is not the right word. It, I don't influence. want to do, right. There you go. Influence yeah. what I'm thinking in that in, with regards to my story, especially if I'm continuing yeah. the story mm-hmm. and, and moving on to different books. But if people write fan fiction of my work, they absolutely 100% have my blessing 
go nuts, do whatever you want with the book, because you know what? These characters were mine. I created them, but they are now yours. Well, let me, let me, if it's all right, let me wrap this up by saying, yeah. I'm telling you two stories. They're very quick. So the first story, after um, The House in the Cerulean Sea came out March 17th, 2020, the week the pandemic Woof. kicked up. Ooh. Yeah, the week everything exploded, the week everybody was going out to buy toilet paper for reasons I still don't understand. And to, to basically, it's the, the week that the world descended into madness. And my book came out that Tuesday. I was like, yay. But you know, it came out, it went on to do well. And I'm very happy with, with how the book, but that's, that's beside the point. Um, a few uh, months into the pandemic, I, I, I think now is probably the uh, fall or winter of 2020 or tw the beginning of 2021. I, I got a direct message. I never check direct messages because mm -hmm. I have recently, or not recently, over the course of my career, I have understood what it means, what it must feel like to be a woman on the internet with mm -hmm. some of the messages that I get and open up and body parts yeah. that I do not want to see that for some reason men think I want to see because maybe there's sex in my book. And maybe, just maybe if I open up the message with your, your writing gave me a boner, that I will want to see the rest of that image. So I have not checked direct messages in a very long time. But for some reason, I was on my author Facebook page trying to update something and a direct message notification popped up. I don't know why I clicked on it. I just did. I clicked on it. And at the very, there was a huge, huge block of text. And at the very top, um, there was a, I, I text in, in brackets. Mm -hmm. And that, that text said, my name is so-and-so. What follows is direct from my nine-year-old son. He wants to tell you how much he loved the house in the Cerulean Sea. So what followed was the stream of consciousness where this father must have typed every word that his son said. And um, it, it was going, it was basically, he was giving me a book report. He was telling me about the, what happened in the book, the lessons that he learned, his favorite parts in the book. And then towards the bottom, he said, um, this book has not made me feel so alone because being in the pandemic, I haven't been able to see my friends and reading this cry. book made me feel like I had my friends. He ended the text, would you like to see my Chauncey costume? And oh. I said forgetting who I was talking to, I wrote back, hell yes, I want to see your Chauncey costume. And then immediately apologized. Oh my God, if this is the child, please don't respond to that. If this is the dad, I'm so sorry. So the dad replied, he laughed. He said, it's totally fine. He laughed it off. And then he sent me a picture. And it is this skinny little white kid wearing full green spandex bodysuit. He has suction cups attached to his arms for the tentacles. He has two paper towel rolls on his head painted green for the stalks of Chauncey's eyes. And on the top, he had two little golf balls with dots on the eyes. He worked so hard on that costume. And it was the, one of the best, one of the best, it, probably the best message I have ever received from, oh, that from me cry. a reader. And to end this then, another message <laughs> I got for the house in the Cerulean Sea. 89-year-old woman emailed me. <clears throat> Very religious, she wanted me to know, and she was extraordinarily disappointed in me with my inclusion of the Antichrist in the story. Even though he was I loved him, he was my favorite. Old, yep, even though he's only six years old, and she did come to like him, she did not feel it was appropriate 
for the Antichrist to be included in books that could be read to children. She signed off the email by, by saying, but I did not mind the homosexuals. And I died. <laughs> Think about it. This 89-year-old religious woman saw a book, probably with a bright and pretty cover. Maybe it was recommended to her by a queer grandchild that she did not know was queer. Maybe, just maybe, she read this book and huffed and puffed her way through the Antichrist. And then at the very end, she realized, you know what? The homosexuals were not that bad. And maybe we changed her mind. Maybe just for a little bit, for a moment, we were able to change her mind. Maybe that not about people. the Antichrist, but if she did not mind the homosexuals, then you know what? I count that as, as a win. win. Yep. yep. So we have two really quick questions we're going to yeah. get through and let you get on with your, I'm sure, very busy your night. life. Yes. So we, what is your fantasy cast for like a movie series version of your books, but mainly oh the my. crew? Nick, Seth, Only Gavin, the four. Guys. Only the four. I, I don't know. You know, it would have to be, it would have to be, have you guys seen Heartstopper on Netflix? Of course. Oh my God. She won't okay. watch it. It's, it's YA. I oh, okay. am obsessed. No, it's too lovey. You know, I don't do yeah. love. I've watched right, right. it the night it came out. But it's not, it's not even about that. It's the fact that they cast a bunch of first timers mm-hmm. and a bunch of unknowns. And in the kids, role. they cast That's, kids. Th- they cast kids appropriate to their age. Mm-hmm. That's who I would want to see in something like this. I would want to see real kids preferably real queer kids of course playing these roles kids you don't recognize kids that you're not going to be distracted by who they are because let's face it anytime i see george clooney in a movie i'm like that's george clooney that's i don't care who he's playing or whatever kind of actor he is he's george clooney and that's just the way with famous people it's very hard for them to disappear and get rid of their famousness so i would want kids that had never been uh or who aren't known, give, give them, mm-hmm. let this be the yes. big break and let them be and the stars be kids. of a queer superhero movie that we so justly deserve. Yes. If, so I have one request before we get to the last question. If this ever does get to that point, can Ron we please Perlman. make um, Firestone older and make her Jennifer Coolidge? No, because I like Jennifer Coolidge and I don't but like But could you Rebecca imagine Firestone. her as just like completely lusting oh, over a 17 you don't like Rebecca Firestone. Oh, <laughs> you know what? I'm going to say. She would kill it. She would keep, kill it. Keep, now that I think about it, in Heatwave, she would. And you'll see why. It would be so funny. You'll see why. Yes. We are going, in addition to seeing a different side of Simon Burke, we are going to see a whole new side of Rebecca Firestone. I don't yeah, care I, about Simon Burke. I refuse yeah. to care about him. Her, I'll accept it. I could just picture him being like, so the, like, so the gays love me and I don't know why, but this one hates me. <laughs> one scene. And Brittany, so that is from, she's laughing because that is a reference from Single All the Way. I don't know if you saw it, but it was a Netflix or Hulu Christmas Was movie. that the queer one? The yeah. one with, with Fran Drescher? Like, yeah, and she was like, gay? No, not Fran Drescher. No, she wasn't in did that. You see the, did you see the gay, that. the one with Fran Drescher playing the mom? In the, that, in the queer Christmas That was movie? Fran Drescher? No, no she was, that was no, oh. because there were, two years ago, there were like oh, four queer years. Christmas movies that came out at the same time. This was last year. Yeah, no, Fran, I can't remember the one that Fran Drescher's in, but she was really good. I, I love need her to see that. We're going to watch that immediately. I love Fran Drescher. But, yeah. I yeah. love this yeah. one. She played, was, she played the mom of one of the queer boys. Yeah. What's it called? 
Yeah, oh, Christmas. We're Santa. gonna watch yeah. it. I'm gonna go watch yeah. it tonight. Don't worry about it. And she she dresses she dresses like the nanny in, in parts of it, and it's funny. It's gorgeous. Love it. I oh, love Mr. Shetfield. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mr. Shetfield. Exactly. <laughs> one more quick question, and we will let you get back on. What is one piece of advice that you would offer to young writers? And I know for a fact that a lot of your fans are aspiring writers themselves. Yeah. And so whenever I give advice, I always uh, started by saying, this is what works for me. Mm -hmm. um, two pieces, read as much as you write. Yeah. Never stop reading. I've heard, I've had authors tell me that they, they don't have time to read anymore because the, their writing is too much. That's they're, they're never going to make it. They will not make it. You have That's to read as much as you write. Audiobooks. Right. Audiobooks are reading. Do not let anybody tell you. Otherwise, that is reading. And two, you will be told by professors, teachers, authors, sometimes even publishers, that to be a real author, you need to write every day. Screw that right in its face because it is physically impossible to write every single day if you do not give yourself a break, or even worse, if you come up and stumble right upon a writer's block and try to force your way through that, you are only going to make things worse for yourself, for your work, and the respect that you should have for your craft. If it comes to a point where you are hitting a wall and you can't find a way through it, stop. Step away from the computer, close the laptop, shut everything down, and do something else. I guarantee you it may take an hour, it may take a day, it may take a few days, but you will overcome that block. Do not force yourself through it because you will hate what you do mm -hmm. with it. When that happens to me, if I can't figure out a way around the writer's block, I'll move on to working on something different. And I can tell you that 99.9% .9 of the time when I open up that Word doc again on that first work, my problem will be staring you right in the mm -hmm. face and I'll know exactly how to fix yep. it. Write as much or as little as you want because trust me, 50 words counts just as much as 5,000 words. Yep. You put them on page and that is something that should be celebrated. That is such good advice. And real quick before we um, end in this, how many books have you published? Because I am, I don't mind. How, how many books um, have you written? I have, I have, uh, I, I was doing the, I was randomly counting with after um, the Damning Stone came out in April. Um, this summer heat wave will be my 32nd book. That's what I thought. I was like, yes, mm -hmm. 32 books. Mm -hmm. Brittany and I together have gotten out four complete fan fictions. <laughs> and so, you know what? That is just as good. That is just as good. Because you're actually, writing. Hers you're writing. is actually a lot like yours. You guys have the same wit. Good. That that's because just, it's funny anymore. and amazing. Yeah, the same wit. Like, there's something about that that just makes you laugh so fucking. Whenever I read yours, I think about hers and I laugh. That is, that <laughs> is, um, so God just blessed us with yeah. with amazingness. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what else to say. I I, I do try to be humble, but sometimes. It's There's okay. No you can, we'll, 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 um, we'll for ugly people. <laughs> for ugly people. Right. Yes. And so like, before we end up, I just wanted to show you the wine I was drinking tonight. I figured this was perfect for literally the whole trilogy. And it's it heated. Wait, so wait, sorry. I'm on a, like, it's so this happened wine. Mm -hmm. Yep. That is. <laughs> and that's like perfect. That for is the story of Nick's yeah. life. Exactly. Yeah. So this happened. actually, yeah. he's not 21 life. yet, so he can't yeah. drink that yet. But thank you so, so much when I tell you that this is like, when I, when people ask like, who's your favorite author? And I, honest to God, I say you, 
Uh, oh, does, that's not even a joke. She's not yeah. trying to like. You, I bet you say good. that to yeah. all the guests. Mm. No, I. No. We actually do say that a lot because the <laughs> guests are the ones that we actually really, really, really. And, that, yeah, and, so, guests, and that's and how I know one is our favorite. Awesome. That is perfect. Absolutely perfect. Thank you, Please thank you, thank you so much. Um, like honestly, when I say this is like the best like pre-birthday present I could have had. Well, like, happy almost birthday. Thank you. Yeah, and she's I'm gonna not be 47. 42. I'm gonna be 37. I was born in 1985, you bitch. <laughs> Can you um I don't I hope off the top of your head you know when your book is coming out? July 19th. Okay, good. Keep waiting. So, <laughs> July 19th, it's available for pre-order now. And if you pre-order now, you get a nifty, awesome queer pin and you also get the reversible hardcover which has a really cool uh, cover variant on the other side where do i have to pre-order it do i have to pre-order it on amazon because no you can pre-order you can pre-order it from anywhere and mcmillan has a link that's on my instagram and my uh twitter and also on mcmillan's twitter where you can submit your proof of purchase from either your local indie or online anywhere and they'll send you a i'm trash i did swag for it don't suck but you still get you yeah just submit your submit your receipt up until i think it's yeah. july 18th and you get yeah. um that really cool swag that comes along yeah. with the, my the local order. bookseller is an hour away i did amazon <laughs> so i don't know if you want to like yes do your outro thing. yourself out yeah outro stupid <laughs> yes i am i am tj clune and this has been a delight and remember, like Nick says in The Extraordinaries, be extra. Thank you guys so much for listening to this week's episode of Thanks, I Hate It. Special thanks again to the wonderful TJ Clune for joining yes. us here. As always, you will find our stuff in the show notes today. So I shouldn't say as always, you will find for things once in the you show notes find it. today. Yes, please follow TJ on Instagram at TJ Clune Books. Follow him on Twitter at TJ Clune. Uh, please, wherever you buy your books, make sure you go get them. There are 32 published books as of today for him. And they're all freaking good. Yes. And so, all so good. They all have, like we said before, queer, neurodivergent representation. They're awesome. They're amazing. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram, T-I-H-I podcast. Make sure you subscribe, like, comment, share, do all that jazz. And as always, thank you for listening to this week's episode of Thanks, I Hate It. Remember to drink your water. Remember that you're that bitch and will forever be that bitch. And grab a TJ Clune book and settle down and finish the extraordinaries. Seriously, read good lit. Yes, good night. Good night. Let's talk about Medi-Cal. You have a choice, and Molina makes it easy, especially when it comes to the care you need. So let's talk about you, about making your life easier, about extra help to manage your health. Let's talk about your needs now and for the future. Nobody knows Medi-Cal better than Molina. It starts with a phone call. Call 866-420-5330 or visit meetmolinaca.com. Let's talk today. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. Ch -ch 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 -chum. 
That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.